Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. I want you to think about a time in your life when you didn't know what to do. You looked at God's word and couldn't seem to find an answer. You prayed, but it didn't seem like your prayers were going past the ceiling. You felt so confused on what to do or why things were happening in your life or they weren't happening in your life. No matter where you looked, it seemed like God was just ignoring you. His silence had you feeling so alone. If you haven't experienced this feeling of silence, you probably will sometime in your life. So how do we get past this feeling? What do we do when it feels like the Lord isn't answering? First, we have to remember that God is never silent. We have his word to guide us and comfort us. We have a son who died to give us salvation and show his love. We have his creation that shows his power. We have his church that provides us support. So even though when we pray, God doesn't answer us directly like he would in the Old Testament, but he has given us resources to help guide us. But we're curious. We like to know what's in store in the future. So when things are clouded, we want to know why. We want God to be like Google Maps, where we know we're starting, we know the destination, but we also want to know all the turns along the way. We want him to give us a warning that in one mile, we need to turn or make a U-turn. We want him to be like Siri or Alexa. We just ask a question and he answers us. But his sovereignty doesn't work like that. It presents itself in opportunities like new careers or friendships or relationships. Some personal examples for you are, after I graduated college, I took a job in Tuscaloosa where I knew maybe three people, but this brought me some of the best friends I could have asked for, and it helped me grow my faith. And then when all my friends started leaving Tuscaloosa, I looked at my life and moved back home. Because of this, my relationship with Ava and Marina grew, and we started this podcast. In 2019, I finished my master's degree and began looking for a job. The very first company I interviewed with, I knew would not be a good fit. And I prayed every day that they wouldn't give me an offer because I wasn't sure I was strong enough to say no. In this moment, I really felt like God knew this. And sure enough, they never called, and I ended up getting a job from a company that I love. These are just a few examples of how I feel God has guided me by presenting me with opportunities or removing me from situations. I wasn't going to find the answer on if I should move back home or take a certain job in the Bible. God didn't speak to me like Siri and tell me what to do. But he was my compass. He gave us his words to instruct, his son to save, and his spirit to guide. If he gave us the map to everything we would face, we wouldn't have to exercise our faith. Second, be honest to yourself and to God with how you feel. Prayer brings you so much more peace when you freely open your heart and mind to God. I know sometimes I try to suppress how I feel and what I think about situations just to try to put off dealing with them. So then I put off praying about things even though God already knows, but when I'm truly honest with myself and I pour my heart and mind out to him, even though he may not give me a direct answer immediately, it usually brings me peace to know it's in God's hands. Also, if you're struggling to hear God speak, then let him know. We have some examples of some of the greatest men in the Bible telling him that they just feel alone. 
In Psalm 22, David, a man after God's own heart, asked God, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I find no rest. You may recognize part of the first part of this as what Jesus said on the cross. And in Habakkuk, he wrote, O Yahweh, how long shall I cry for your help, and you will not hear, or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Job, the man that we praise for his faithfulness during difficult times, said, Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. Did the Lord take away from them because they questioned why they couldn't hear him? Did he? Did God leave them? No, he answered them, and he also blessed them. And then third, continue in faith and trust. And notice I said continue, because just by asking the Lord for answers, it shows your belief. It shows your faith that God will provide you with guidance. A natural reaction for a lot of people when you feel like you aren't getting anywhere by prayer and study is to, to retreat into an almost depression-like state. But this is when we need to be even more diligent. Continue in worshiping, working, serving, praying, studying, and learning. When we're disconnected from God, we definitely won't hear an answer to our problems. So to wrap up this possibly confusing Monday motivation, we were never promised that we would have all the answers or that life is just a walk in the park because we're Christians. Sometimes the best thing we can do is to be still and know that He is God. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He will never leave us or forsake us. And always remember to be kind, be humble, and stay motivated. When I was doing my self-assessment with that, I was like, I need to improve on all of these. Mm -hmm. But when we were talking about... <laughs> <laughs> definitely not agreeing. Mm -hmm. Yep, you do. <laughs> I'm definitely not agreeing with you. I mean, I did the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be quiet. Mm -hmm. No more sounds from me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was wondering if I was like, did anybody else catch that? I don't, don't want to laugh and like mess it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. You do mm -hmm. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> That's your friend. <laughs> no, I would tell you more privately. Oh, we're going to say it on this podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> it was like, I need to be better. And Marina's like, yes. 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 All of it. Dear. We went on a young person retreat with our church group in Mentone, Alabama. If you don't know where Mentone is, neither do I because <laughs> I didn't drive. <laughs> yeah. so you just I, go in a straight line one way. I know that. <laughs> you just keep going. So you can't go. You go through Huntsville and you just keep going. Yep. Just keep going. But it was so pretty out there. It really was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Mm -hmm. Sorry. 
We had some awesome people go with us from our church. It yeah, was, it wasn't just the three of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun too. But. Yeah, it was yeah. almost 20 of us, right? Total. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Lots of fun. Not a lot of sleep. No. But um, <laughs> it was good. It was good. Like, I'm not going to say physically because I didn't sleep <laughs> or exercise and I ate terribly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, it was good, like, emotionally mm-hmm. and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, relationshiply. Yep. Is that mm-hmm. a word? Uh-huh. It is Probably now. <laughs> so, what do y'all think about this weekend? I mean, yeah, everything you were saying, I feel like I grew so much, you know, grew, grew closer to those that were there. And I mean, just definitely just a, just a good reset, you know, in the spiritual life because mm-hmm. the Maywood's always that for me. And it's such a good experience to be able to have something mm-hmm. other than Maywood, you know, to mm-hmm. reset you like that. It's just... It was a beautiful experience. But I I just keep thinking about how beautiful, like, the scene was around us, mm-hmm. too. Because, um, like, the cabin was beautiful. Everything, whoever owns it, it's just such a cute little place. Mm-hmm. And all the stuff they had in it was so cute. Um, but, a chateau, so it even sounds fancy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the place that we stayed, like, the room that we stayed in was the living room. And <laughs> on some couches. <laughs> I don't know where or whatever was yours were. I was like a bar with, like, fabric over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no complaining here. No. Uh, it was great. Um, but the living room was so pretty because it was like a wall of windows, mm-hmm. basically. It was like, I don't know, because it was tall ceilings mm-hmm. and... I remember people talking about, you know, no sleeping in here because all these windows are going to wake us up, Um, which the sun didn't wake us up. We woke up before the sun. (laughs) And um, we have a little funny story because we went down there Friday night. So Saturday morning, we wake up at like six. Yeah. But super early. And um, so we're like, oh, we get to, I don't know which one of y'all said sunset or sun, sunrise. And I'm like, oh, fun. You know, we get to watch the sunrise. They're all just sitting there on our beds, our couches and like watching out the windows. Like, <laughs> just God's waiting. gradually getting. Yeah. Getting yeah. Hearing lighted. everybody else's snore. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's getting lighter outside. Yeah. And we're like, well, where's the sun? <laughs> And it's behind us all the time. But anyways. Um, and then I ran out to the porch to try to look at it. And I was like, it's too cold. It was yeah. like 34. And I was like, nope, yeah. not worth it. Yeah. But we did get to see the sunset. And that yeah. was just, oh, it was so beautiful. Um, we had missed it Friday night because we got there too late. But um, it was just such a beautiful scene. And it just reminded you, like, how beautiful God's creation is. You know, we take it for granted on our mm-hmm. daily our daily trips in and out. Because it's beautiful here in Florence, too. But um, you know, when you go somewhere else and that's what you focus on, it's just like, oh, like God is so awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. And like our chateau was like <laughs> up on a mountain. Yes. So it was like overlooking the valley. And then like as the sun was going down, there's like, you know, you see the little lights pop up and mm-hmm. the sky was just like every shade of the rainbow, it felt like. And yeah. It was so pretty. It we was- sat out on the porch swing. Mm-hmm. nabbed that spot <laughs> yeah that was, it was it was good another thing that I really liked and I know y'all did too was we got to go to DeSoto State Park yes and they had this really cool waterfall and mm-hmm. it's, it kind of is like two waterfalls almost yeah. it's like mm-hmm. you have this like kind of creek coming in and then it like has a waterfall and it goes out and it has like another huge waterfall mm-hmm. um but it was just so awesome to look at and the funny thing like today on Instagram I followed this um account it's like 
it's an, it's about like Alabama State, and people will tag this you know Instagram handle and mm-hmm. from like different they go to like state parks and stuff like that. Or there's some cool shots from the snowstorm oh. we had a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And today, one of the pictures on there was of DeSoto State Park, oh, of, really? and of the falls. <laughs> and I was like, I went there just the other day. But you know, yeah, it was so cool. And you know, it's like. Kind of rocks. I think they have some hiking trails, maybe. Yeah, I think so. That we didn't do. Not yeah. enough people in our group are outdoorsy enough. Yeah. <laughs> I totally would have gone, but. Me too. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. I thought that was neat, too. Yeah. It was, cool. it was kind of scary that it was just like two flimsy little. I mean, the, yeah. the whole safety part of it was not there. Don't bring your kids <laughs> if they're little and, you know, we'll try to try to um bend the rules and you know scare you a lot that's what my kids would do yeah (laughs) oh you mean i can't go through this big hole right here and jump (laughs) off in the water yeah because it was really far down with the second one the second drop was really far like you're up on like a ledge kind of thing and yeah it was it's kind of scary if you're scared of heights (laughs) yeah jason was like okay i saw it i'm leaving (laughs) (laughs) even if we had just seen those beautiful places spiritually it would have helped me so much you know but luckily, we were able to um, have a guest down there Saturday, um, him and his wife. It's Bill of Agents. He's a um, professor at Heritage. And he drove up, they drove up that morning, Saturday morning, and did three you know, three sessions with mm-hmm. us. And they were so good. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have the chance to read any of his books, you know, I think they've even got heritage, classes at Heritage to where you can mm-hmm. just, like, watch them for free. Um, I encourage you to do that because he's just so wise and you can tell that he leans on God in every way. You know, it's just, it was just awesome. And he's hilarious. He is. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. We have similar senses of humor. And he's like such a good teacher too because I've been in classes before where they'll ask a question and I'll give an answer and they'll just kind of look at me like that's not what I have written down on my paper at all. Mm-hmm. So that's the wrong answer. Yes. But he's like so patient and wise that he can just whatever answer I throw out, I try. But like whatever comes to my head and I say like he's able to understand what I'm saying and like work it into his lesson which is great mm-hmm. right and, and yes. he's even if he hasn't you know even if he's like wow that's a new one like he'll just mm-hmm. tell you he's like that's a great answer and that's a new yeah. one i haven't heard you know it's just he's very easy to to open up to because sometimes yeah. it is hard for me for teachers to be like oh i have something to say you know mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. he told savannah she was brilliant he did <laughs> i feel like i commented more than anybody and he was just like yeah that's, yeah. that's true. He labeled you something like the icebreaker or something. What did yeah, he call you? I don't know what he called me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he said icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. He did tell Thomas that I was, that he was glad I came. Yeah. But still he, not brilliant. He didn't say anything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't say anything. I was writing everything down. I was just like, I got to take all this in. Um, but our topic was, and this is Ava's idea. You can tell where you found it and, <laughs> yeah. and all that. But um, the topic, it, he changed it. I'll just let you do it. I'll just let you do it. I'll just let you know. So he actually asked me why, where I got the idea for this topic. And I feel like everyone kind of laughed at me. But <laughs> I have a shirt that says this. I found it on the internet. But my shirt says, the struggle is real, but so is God. Mm. And he changed it to the struggles are real. I guess it's a it's an English thing. Yeah. Um, because that's the correct English. The right. struggles that's are like, real. Because that's like a term that we. The struggles are real. Right. Like yeah. you know, I don't know. 
younger folks. That's what we say. Yeah. The, str- the struggle's real. So he's older, so he's yeah, probably he's probably like, the struggles are real. That's probably why he didn't call me brilliant because yeah. he's like, this girl can't even speak English. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense now. And he's also like, you found it on a t shirt. So. Yeah. He liked that answer, though. He was like, that's a first. I've never had that. That surprised me. You found it on a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> One of the things that he said, like, to describe struggles is it's like a, I think he called it a fog. Yeah, a fog of war. And so I imagine, because I'm, I'm a visual visual person, so I imagine this fog, you know, and and it is so true when you're in a struggle, it's like you can't see in front of you, and you almost lose, like, you almost lose what's behind you and mm-hmm. you can't even see like what's right there in front of you, right there beside you, you know, helping you. It's just, it really does sometimes fog your mind. I mean, have y'all ever mm-hmm. felt that? You're like, so focused on this struggle mm-hmm. that like it fogs your judgment because mm-hmm. you aren't thinking rationally because you're just trying to fix this problem that a lot of times you have no control over mm-hmm. or sometimes you have no control over. Um, and then, like, it just feels like you're getting lost in your struggle. And, like, mm-hmm. that is just becoming who you are. You are this struggle when yeah. that's not true. Mm-hmm. I know, like, for me, sometimes, like, it becomes my obsession. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I then I can't see anything outside of it because I'm going, I'm trying to think of all the reasons why this is happening or all the reasons why this is going wrong. I'm, I'm thinking, what have I done wrong? I'm, yeah. I've done this. I've you know, so God's punishing me for something because, right. because I'm struggling with this or because this is this problem is in my life. Mm-hmm. Like this is a, a, you know, some kind of punishment I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes, so I get so caught up. And then if a solution comes up or something happens, I'm like, oh, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just obsessing over this and thinking, yes. making things that aren't even true, you know, come up in my head. So he goes on... Um, in that first session to talk about like just different examples of struggles. And these are just a few things that he listed. Um, um, but I, I got one that just really stood out to me. Um, and I just keep thinking about it and it really wasn't going in cause I knew that our topic was going to be on struggles and, mm-hmm. you know, going in, I was trying to get prepared. I was like, you know, which struggle am I bringing to this place? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's like, which one do I want to focus on to try to grow in? And, um, and this one kind of threw me off, you know, kind of snuck in on me like, oh, that's that's a struggle that like I can fix on my own. It's no one else's to do. You know, it's no one else's to fix. No one else is involved in it. It's me. Um, but he talked about like life balance and priorities. For me, like I keep this list going. I don't know if y'all do this, but I keep this list in my head constantly of like, I want to do better at this. Like I want to be a better mom. I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better um, you know, friend and, um, Christian and all these different things. Like I want to grow and be better. Um, but I overwhelm myself with wanting to do something Mm -hmm. like even simple things. Like I want to give more, I want to talk to people more, like all these things, Mm -hmm. but I never do anything. Mm -hmm. I just overwhelm myself and I never do anything. But something that he said was you have a boatload of choices, but the worst one to do is nothing. And I was like, yes, Yes, Bill, that's so true. Like, I've got all these things I'm worried about, and I know I want to grow in, but I'm not doing any of them because I'm just letting myself be overwhelmed in that, you know? And he talked about how sometimes he likes to choose the one that scares him the most, and he, he went on and talked more about it. But, um, you know, you can choose this the, the easiest one to tackle on that list, but just choose one, and I needed to hear that. So, 
Yeah, and it doesn't, there's not like an expiration date that it's like, if you don't do it by this, then you can't work on it anymore. You know, there's not a deadline. Um, I think the, the example that he um, gave us that kind of stuck with me the most was emotional struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that I actually even realized that it was like a struggle until he was telling us like some of the things mm-hmm. and asking us questions, um, which is another thing I love, like how he asked questions. Mm-hmm. He kind of started with saying, like, why is emotion seen as a bad thing? You know, we don't see emotion a lot of times as a blessing. We see it as a mm-hmm. curse. And, like, as women, sometimes we get put as, like, we're dramatic and we're, you know, so emotional. And men just, like, don't like it when we're emotional. We get upset about things. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a man, if there's any guys listening or watching, um, you don't th- think of as manly. Like, mm-hmm. it's not manly to show your emotions. Right. And I don't know why that is because, like, anytime. I see like one of your husbands get emotional about things or we have a couple of elders that get real mm-hmm. emotional if they're up there talking about something or asking for prayers. And it's just like, it really hits me. And I don't think they're not a manly man. I think they're more manly, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, as women, we're, you know, we're typically more emotional. I'm not. I don't know how I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not. I don't want to show my emotion because probably because, you know, it's seen as weakness, but also I like to put up. I like to put up, not I like to put up, I put up an image of like, this is who I want to be seen as. I don't want to be seen as dramatic and emotional and like I can't control things and I cry about everything. One thing that I have been focusing on in my life that he spoke of was um, dealing with difficult people and how that can be a struggle at times. Mm -hmm. I deal with the public a lot in, in my work and, um, and it actually, like when he was talking, it reminded me of something that you said to me a long time ago, not that long ago, <laughs> when um, I was telling you about a situation that I needed some um, guidance on. Mm-hmm. And you told me that, like, that person that I was having trouble with, like, you don't need that person to be a friend to you because you have friends. You mm-hmm. know, you just need to love that person like Jesus and Mm -hmm. get along with them. And when he was talking about some of the difficult people that he's dealt with in his life, he seemed to really like turn what could have been disastrous and what I would have been freaking out and hold a grudge on forever, probably. (laughs) He just turned that into something funny. He really, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think it just um, kind of reaffirmed that you know people don't have to pl- don't have to play as big a role in your life if you don't let them. You yeah. know, and he talked about holding grudges and how you give them control of your life whenever you do that, and you don't need that. Um, you know, you're not going to be best friends with all of your coworkers, mm-hmm. and so you know I've remembered that like okay, I don't have to be best friends with this person but we do have to be get along good enough so we can both do our job right you know Mm -hmm. okay so the next thing that he um spoke on that i'll just really sit out to me was you know how we can help ourselves and then how we can help others in their struggles too because pretty much all of us are faced with struggle i mean we all are faced with struggles that we need um to help ourselves through and then we also have friends or family that have struggles that may come to us that we have the chance to help them through the their struggles so um you know this section was just was just awesome 
And he listed, he got us to list actually, like Savannah said, he asked questions, he opened the floor, you know, so often. Um, but he was like, you know, what are some characteristics of someone that is easy to share your struggles with? And some of the things that were listed were like good listener, um, patient, honest, and somebody that can empathize with you. And then he asked us, he was like, you know, which one of those do you need to grow in? You know, which one of those are you good at and which one needs growth? And I was just like, oh. Like, you know, like I I know what I want in someone else, but then I always forget to look at myself and it's like, well, I need to be that for somebody else too, you know? And, and he even told us, he was like, and, and ask your friends. And we all went to, I mean, Ava, I think started, but I've been thinking the whole time, like, I gotta go ask him, like, what do I need to grow in? You know? Um, but it just, it's so beneficial for the relationship mm-hmm. to just be like, what do I need to grow in? And like, if Savannah says, Marina, you need to do better at this. Like, I don't need to take it, you know, and get offensive, offended. Right. Um, I need to be like, thank you. Like, it may be hard, but she's trying to help me grow. I mean, I think so often people won't just want to be heard that we forget that we have to be the one hearing sometimes. Yeah. Um, cause we do, we get caught up in things that we're having problems with. And so when a friend comes to us, sometimes we we start thinking, I know I've done this in the past Been like, well, why don't you ever want to listen to what I have to say? Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to listen to me? And um, maybe that would be, you know, a time to go to your friend and be like, you know, you're all, I'm happy to help you. I love helping you, but sometimes I need help too. And right. like Marina said, if they're your friend, they're going to be like, you're right. I need to listen. When I was doing my self-assessment about the characteristics of someone to confide in, uh, I realized that I need to grow in all of them. And I also realized that I have a hard time balancing between honesty because with that, I always go to like honesty. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I think and that's the way you should do it. And then balancing honesty with patience because patience is I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to assess your needs. I'm going to, you know, see what you want to do and respect your your desires and be supportive so that's where i'm gonna need y'all's help in the future (laughs) is just balancing the the honesty which is very important because you don't want someone just to like pet you and say yes do everything that you want you're always right you're great Mm -hmm. you never make mistakes Mm -hmm. And then you definitely don't want that person that's just like, well, you just need to do this and stop whining about it. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, so many times I forget to be patient. I mean, patience is a thing that I'm trying to work on and be better at. Um, but so many times when someone's come to me, I, I think, oh, I've got to find a solution. I've got to fix this. i got to, you know, mm-hmm. I've got to help them. And really, patience is so powerful because you can wait and let them get everything out, you know. Um, let them tell you because a lot of times when people are talking they hear themselves talk I mean I've had people that fixed their problem in talking to me you know Mm -hmm. and just like talking about stuff I mean that's therapy you know Mm -hmm. they just sit there and listen and you know a lot of times not everything um, but a lot of times you you hear yourself talking about it and you hear the solution in your speech so he went on to give like more advice on how we can help ourselves and help others and one thing they started talking about was how to tell the difference in someone who is whining about their struggles and someone who is sharing their struggles. But he was saying, you know, that the person who whines about their struggles is someone who doesn't want to find a solution. And someone who 
you know, is sharing their struggles, their goal is to find a solution. They're confiding in someone. That way they can fix that problem and move forward. Yeah, because, I mean, I've had, you know, people in where I thought, you know, they want to, you know, want to help or something. And the whole time I'm thinking, well, they're just throwing themselves a pity party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, like, you know, I might propose something. They're just like, no, I don't want to do that. Or, no, I can't do that. Or I'm thinking, well, then why are you even? Yeah, none of it's my fault. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, the, in those cases it is one. But I did the same thing, Marina. I, you know, I think. If I'm going through something, I think, I really want to talk to Ava Marine about this. And I'm like, well, they're just going to think I'm just complaining <laughs> and whining because this is the stupidest issue in the world. And so then I talk myself out of it. And it is heartbreaking whenever you feel like you're sharing a struggle, mm-hmm. like your intention is not to whine, but it's like, you know, you're hurting. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that someone that you shared that with just thinks that you're complaining. So, like, right. you know, once you get burned on it, you're like, okay. Or they just kind of push it to the side, like, well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like, well, I guess I was just one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you definitely got to find those good friends. Another point that he made that um, I like a lot was he was talking about empathy versus sympathy. And so many times in my struggle um with infertility you know i get the sympathy card a lot you know like oh i just feel so sorry for her and like that's not what i want at all because it just feels like they just take away your power when you talk Mm. when they're giving you sympathy like you have no control over your emotions and you have no control over um how you view the situation you know it's it's sad you're supposed to be sad um you know you're you're supposed to to be upset all the time you're not supposed to be able to go to baby showers you're not supposed to be able to hold anyone else's baby and um without you know just busting into tears and um I'm still not perfect in my faith but I have grown a lot and then when someone is empathetic in my situation um you know I can tell that they are taking it seriously but they're looking for um resources they're looking for ways to help me not just like oh bless your heart you know (laughs) so um I think that's an important thing to remember too whenever you are someone that someone's confiding is not to have sympathy for them but to have empathy to to walk with them Mm -hmm. and um to support them and to just be what they need for you. Something else that he said was, how has God helped you already? You know, ask yourself that, or if a friend needs to be asked that, you know, ask your friend, like, is there anything that God has already sent you to help you during this struggle? And I just thought that was so good, because, um, you know, if, you, if you're if you in a deep struggle and you're so lost in that fog, um, seeing one positive thing, you know, if it's one positive per- person that God sent you or whatever it is that God has, uh, um, you know, laid out for you to help you through that struggle, you know, seeing that will really change the perspective, really change mm-hmm. you, change your thinking of like this struggle is con- like um, overwhelming me to, you know what, there's hope. Like this is a positive and I'm going to look for more of these because it made me feel good. I just love that so much. Um, another thing is, to make a list of possible solutions. And there's been so many times in my struggles that I forget to do that. Like, you know, it's like you forget there could be a solution to the problem you're dealing with, you know. Um, But it'll help 
you know, when you're helping someone else too, like, listen, you know, let it all out. And if they've asked you, like, what would you do or, you know, what should I do kind of thing, you know, help them write down, like, some possible solutions or just ask them that question, like, have you thought of anything that you could try? Um, Because really everyone struggles differently, and Bill talked about that a little bit because, you know, if me and Ava had struggled with the same thing, just because it worked for me doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Because we all struggle differently, and it, it's just the way God made us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you just rattle those out and try them and see what works. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he talked about Romans 5, 1 through 5. And, you know, that's the verse where it's like, tribulations leads to perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to say, you know, without struggles, I would have. And he had us all fill in the blank. And he opened the floor up, and um, someone said, a lot less faith. And I don't know if it was then or he had talked about it later, but, you know, he mentioned some people in the Bible um, who went through struggles and their outcome was they had so much more faith in God. You know, they grew so much spiritually. Um, And and it's so true in our struggles. If we look, if we view it that way, if we choose to view it that way, um, you know, we and if we look to God in our struggles, you know, our faith can grow substantially. Yeah, and not only that, but it can grow the faith of others because mm-hmm. when you think about, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, um, the king like ran and asked, like, did your God save you? Right, so yeah. it grew other people's faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone else said, you know, I wouldn't have grown as much. Um, and it's so true. I mean, when I think about the struggles that I've been in in the past, you know, I grew emotionally and spiritually and it, it just taught me so much, mm-hmm. you know, it, it taught me so much about the the world that we're in today. And, you know, just I cha- I've changed the way I look at some people. It's just it, it's really a blessing and our struggles can be a blessing. It's mm-hmm. just hard to see it that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely like shows how spiritually mature our group was mm-hmm. because when that sentence was read the first thing that came to my head was freedom <laughs> like yeah. without struggles I would have freedom <laughs> but other people were talking about how you know yeah. their faith grew so much so no. I still got some growing to do yeah I know mine, mine was happy I would feel happy <laughs> Then they spoke, and I'm like, I need to be quiet and listen (laughs) and learn and grow. (laughs) I think we can all conclude that struggles aren't easy, um, but they are easier with God on our side. And they're easier if you have Christian family and friends that you're surrounded by that's, you know, that's always helping you look back to God, you know, in those struggles. Um, And, you know, I'm going to end with this last thing that Bill said that I'm just going to forever remember and I've never even been on a plane but anyways so he's like has anyone ever took off in an airplane during a thunderstorm and I'm like I've never been on a plane so no you know <laughs> but I'm like I said at the beginning I'm a visual person so I visualize myself on this airplane and then I start like thinking of all the emotions I would be feeling like I would be scared, you know, <laughs> especially if I had Jason beside me because he would be terrified. <laughs> He'd be freaking out. Um, but I would be like, you know, thinking of all the possibilities like I would have this these anxieties and. And since I'm a visual person, I would like visualize all the possibilities that could happen, you know, with us taking off during the storm. And, you know, the plane's still going up and I've got all these fears and. And then once I come back out of, you know, come back to reality, 
I'm thinking, okay, like I've just got to have faith in this pilot. I don't know who the person is. Like I've just got to trust that he's there and he's going to get me there because he's done this before and um, he knows what he's doing. And then I was like, you know, that's like God, you know, like if he's our pilot, like we don't see him, but we have to trust that he's going to get us through it and it's going to be okay. So he asked, does anyone know what's on the other side of that storm? And, of course, I have no idea because, like I said, first first time on the plane in my head, you know. Um, but and so and I don't think anybody had ever been through a storm. Had they said taken so. off during a storm airplane? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Nobody spoke up, at least. And so, of course, you know, it's quiet again. Nobody says anything. You know, what's I'm thinking, what's on the other side of the <laughs> storm? You know, like, tell me. I don't know. Um, and he was like, the sun, it's still there. And so then I visualized, you know, this plane going through the storm, completely finishing through the storm. And it's just peaceful. And you just see the sun. It's just so beautiful. And like, I could just cry every time I visualize that because that's really how it is in struggles. You know, you, it's you're scared and you don't know what's going to happen. And you, know, you have to have faith. And, you know, you just you just got to hold on. And when you're finally through it, it's like peaceful you know mm-hmm. and and that's the thing with struggles is that there's always an end you know it may not be on this earth but um you know they'll end one day you know in heaven you know there's no struggles in heaven and it's just I don't know I'm gonna cry but it's just such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. yeah it reminds me of that song that we sing um sometimes I can't remember what the name of it is but the chorus goes, um, when the oceans rise and the thunders roll, mm. I will soar with you above the storm. And that's yeah. literally what it was talking yeah. about, you know? Yeah. You're flying above the storm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Well, we hope that you enjoyed our retreat review. <laughs> and <laughs> this stuff was just too good not mm-hmm. to share. And if you ever get the chance to listen to Brother Bill Bajance, he is amazing. Um, we hope that you always remember... Be kind. Be humble. And the struggle is real, but so is God. Bye. Bye.